Hello and welcome to Celebrating Simple Life. I'm Kimberly and I've been planning parties and incredible events for the past 15 years. I'm passionate about connecting people, making gatherings purposeful, and making the most out of every moment. Join me as we learn together how to find joy, celebrate the simple things in life, use events to grow your business, entertain with purpose, and have a whole lot of fun along the way. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life. Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is supported by Connexus. Connexus Credit Union is all about their members. Improving their financial well-being drives everything they do. And that's not just something they say. It's a promise that's delivered by over 900 employees across Saskatchewan. Their employees are members too, and they've been there, so they are committed to making your money work for you. The banking industry needs to change, and Connexus is changing it for everyone because Connexus cares. Visit Connexus.ca to learn more. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm chatting with professional actress and singer Sarah Drake. Sarah and I met on the Royal Caribbean Harmony of the Seas cruise ship back in February, right before this whole COVID pandemic hit, and when we were all still allowed to travel and leave our homes. The thrills were multiplying. Slick back your hair, pack your poodle skirts for our fun conversation about her role as Rizzo in the larger-than-life take on Broadway's hit musical Grease. Sarah was incredible in her role, and I was able to get a behind-the-scenes interview with her on board the ship. Sarah is a graduate of the Boston Conservatory at Berkeley, as well as a theatre major from the Greater Hartford Academy of the Arts. She has a role in a variety of incredible productions, and she has been pursuing her dream as an actress for a number of years. She is such a determined and inspiring woman who is courageously following her dream in an industry that is not for the weak of heart. Join us today as we chat about life on a cruise ship, how to overcome adversity, and staying true to your passions. You are going to love our conversation, so tune in. so good this is so fun so this is my first time on a cruise ship and my first podcast at sea amazing welcome <laughs> you're the harmony. lucky guest <laughs> i can't you. wait this is amazing so um for my listeners who have been wondering maybe about what it is like to live on a cruise ship and not only that but to be an actress and in the entertainment industry in life and on a cruise ship here we are getting the whole scoop here we are it is wild (laughs) I would love to hear a little bit of your background before we start talking all things cruise because I'm guessing that that is not where you started no it is not (laughs) um how did you get into the acting or entertainment music industry that you're that you're in today yeah totally um so I started uh acting and singing when I was a very little girl as like most stories start you Um, wanted to be a celebrity oh of course (laughs) my daughter my daughters do too that's why I can say that and you like don't want to crush their dreams but it's inspiring to see somebody that is making a career of being an actress that's at least like trying to make it (laughs) work absolutely but um but I started I did uh my first show was Footloose when I was a kid and I was 13 and my opposite was 19 and that was my first kiss and it was oh, wow. very... Uh, what did your, how did your mother feel about this? Um, she, I mean, honestly, <laughs> she was shocked, but she was like, she's like, this is what I'm going to have to get used to. She wants yeah, to do this. Yeah, time to start getting used to it now. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but then I went to um, an arts high school on top of that and then I went to the Boston Conservatory uh, for mm. musical theater for four years um, and then just kind of came out of that auditioning and living in New York and it's it's been a wild ride wow yeah. so 
in the process of you like being a child when you were younger and yeah. getting into these types of productions did you like did your parent like did your mom support what you were doing and just like help you how did you actually get to the place like did you just find places that were auditioning or did you have an agent at that age already or how did you do that yeah well so my parents are the most supportive people in the whole world they Aww. are the best they're actually cruising this week come on yes. you're here yeah so I they're I think they're like eating up our cafe come probably. on I love that um, but uh <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they're so supportive and they, I mean, they sent me to college and they, you know, put me through all these like art schools and were, you know, in, in dance classes and in yeah. extra acting classes. Like helped you feel lessons. like you can do this. This yes. is possible. Absolutely. Aww. And, um, and yeah, I didn't have an agent when I was that age. I did a lot of more like community theater when mm -hmm. I was growing up. Um, but then out of college, I like quickly signed with a big agent, um, in New York that helped get me into like a lot of rooms for... Broadway shows and other cruise ships and, and things like that. And that's just kind of propelled my career forward. Wow. And, I yeah. love that. So then how, how did you then move from just deciding like you're in New York and you're doing certain shows that come up and yeah. live in your life? How then did you all of a sudden decide that working on a cruise ship and doing entertainment in that capacity was something <laughs> you wanted to move into? Honestly, it is, it's more what falls into your lap. Like hmm. living in New York and auditioning as a musical theater performer is so hard that especially at the beginning, you take whatever is it's given. It's just a yes. So yeah. <laughs> if you audition for something and you book that job, you take it. Yeah. Like you don't turn down roles. And so that's how I kind of first got into like Royal Caribbean and, and cruise ship life. I had also heard, oh, it's, you know, it's really great money. It's about right. on par with Broadway shows. Right. Um, and then I saw my first cruise ship production um, of like an actual book musical. And I was like, oh, wow, this is Broadway caliber. This is right. so like, great. It would probably be easy to imagine that you're like, oh man, like, is this really going to be the type exactly. of show I want to perform in? Yes. Yeah. Because there's still such a stigma with cruise right. ship performing, especially in the theater community, that it's um, that it's on a lower rung. Right. Um, but then you get here and you see the talent that's on stage yeah. and you see the money that goes into these productions. And I feel very proud to have like gotten to be part of these shows. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, and Royal Caribbean has been such a, I've now been working for the company on and off for like seven years. Wow. Um, and I know that like I can go back to New York and I can audition for, you know, stuff on Broadway and tours and stuff like that. But if things don't work out, I know I will always have a show to do at Royal. Yeah. Which well, and you kind nice. of, it's more consistent then, right? Because you have exactly. a period of time. Yes. Yeah. So how does that work then with you being on here? Like, do you have, you have a contract that takes you for like a year or how long do you commit to being on the cruise ship? Yeah. So my first couple contracts, um, so I did uh, hairspray on the Oasis oh, <laughs> years ago. That was my very first Royal Caribbean show. I was Penny. Um, and I did a full contract then, and that was nine months start to finish. It was two months of rehearsals and then seven months on the ship. Um, and then I did um, the takeout cast on Harmony. So the very first cast, which was a really cool experience. I was on contract for like 11 months. Wow. Um, and so we did three and a half months of rehearsal and then came on the ship and so rehearsals don't happen on ship you're no. doing those off-site yes on land <laughs> on land exactly we did, there's a studio in north miami yeah. that that we rehearse um but then you know being part of a takeout cast was so interesting because 
nothing like we're looking around at this beautiful restaurant right now yeah this did not exist like this right. was a construction site right so we were walking around in hard hats and we were in saint nazaire wow. france it was just a very cool experience but that was 11 months and i think after that now that i'm a little bit older i'm in a place where i don't want to do any more full contracts mm -hmm. so royal caribbean just like reaches out to me if they ever need a fill okay. or um, any sort of replacement yeah so right now i'm like at the end of my half contract yeah i split um this contract with another girl playing rizzo okay and so we just both did like five months yep so cool. yeah i get a little bit of like a, a lesser version that's right so how does that work then how do you find when you are like on the ship and i've i've had another guest on the show a little while a couple weeks back that was talking about traveling a lot and mm -hmm. just not on a cruise ship capacity but just traveling for like six months of the year and then being home base six months of the mm -hmm. year and just sort of how it feels to feel like you're kind of flipping your life on and off in regards to relationships friendships family every yeah. everything in between to feel like you're kind of always like you want to be fully there but then you're not and how do you how do you find that you balance that as yeah, and human. <laughs> I know it's it's actually it is really tough, and I think cruise ship life is so, in a lot of ways, easy. Mm. Um, you get to travel the world. I mean, in my first contract, we were in Europe, so I saw some of the most beautiful things that I'll I'll ever have the privilege of seeing. Mm -hmm. And now being in the Caribbean, it's like oh, I get to spend my winter sipping mojitos on the yeah. beach. Oh, hello. And Here we are in St. Martin. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the best thing ever. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get to walk outside and food is being made for me and I can go, you know, have breakfast and not pay for it. Right. And so I think that life is so easy and, and the travel is so fun that when contracts end, there is a definite, uh, there are growing pains. Yeah. There, it's, it can be... Uh, hard to adjust. I'm sure. Yeah. So do you find that the the people and the friends who I'm sure end up feeling like family when you've yeah. like been together for so oh, long, yeah. do you find that you're then having done this for a while, mm -hmm. do you find that you stay connected when you're off? Like, are these people, the people that are also your people in, I will say the real world, like oh, off yeah. the cruise ship too now, these are the people who are your friends and who you just stay connected with, even though you might have only met in this capacity initially and didn't know them mm. before? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. They, I have friends from cruise ships that will be like my lifelong friends mm. because you're in this bubble. You this are in a unique experience. It's hey? so unique. And like no one can really understand what it's like to live or work on a cruise ship until you're doing it. And so I feel like even talking to my friends from home that I've known for years, They'll still never truly get it. There's just this camaraderie and this thing that only you guys can know. Exactly. Yeah. And so I still, I mean, from my first contract, I met my best friend there and I've been living with her in the city Aww. for the last six years and she'll be a bridesmaid in my wedding someday, yes. whenever that yes. happens. You know, like, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So these are lifelong, like some of the deepest friendships I've ever I had. love that. It's amazing yeah. how unique experiences can just do that to people, right? There's people Absolutely. that you can be friends with for seven years and never feel mm -hmm. as close exactly. to as something when you've all gone through. I was yeah. telling you earlier before we came on that I had lived in Asia for mm -hmm. a little period of time teaching English and that's how I felt there too. Having stayed social media and all of that in the year that I lived there, this will really date myself on the podcast, <laughs> wasn't a thing then. Like there right. wasn't face, there is now. So all of us, once Facebook and Instagram and all of the things were a thing, mm. are connected that way. But at the time it wasn't. And we like stayed in touch via email in different ways. Yeah. That was the thing then. But yeah, like there's just this thing that 
even though I don't talk with them all of the time mm-hmm. now, they understand what that experience was. And Absolutely. my husband doesn't understand what that experience was. Right. He has never done that. That's mm-hmm. just not something that he will ever be able to kind of understand how that all was. Yeah. And yeah, there's just this camaraderie that happens. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love that. So what would you say... Um, and this, I guess, can pertain to working on a cruise ship as well as just working in your industry mm-hmm. prior to being on a cruise ship. What would you say have been some challenges maybe that you've experienced um, in choosing, I don't want to say a road less traveled, but I would no. say working, choosing to be in the entertainment industry, I would imagine, is not for the weak of heart. <laughs> and you have to be used to probably a lot of critical feedback mm-hmm. and your skin, I'm sure, has gotten thicker over yep. the years of things that maybe like took you down in the beginning yeah. that you're maybe like okay well that's just how it is now but I think as a female and mm. I think for myself as a female entrepreneur and as a mom of two daughters mm. I'm always thinking of it in that sense too to be like okay how do you how do you raise women how do you surround women whether they are your peers your friends your colleagues just people that you know mm. to feel like they can sort of strive to be their best selves without all of the noise yeah. <laughs> that comes around and how do you sort of like yeah. find the balance of blocking that out and feeling like you still can feel passionate about choosing what you want to do mm. even though I'm sure there have been a thousand and one roadblocks that have come in the way to be like oh, yeah. maybe I should just go find a regular job right 100% <laughs> I think yeah. that too even just being an event planner and an entrepreneur I'm like should I just go get a job where uh, there's just like yeah. a steady paycheck and like never wondering from like client to client how things are going but Exactly. 16 years later, I guess I've decided not, but you know, like <laughs> somehow you just sort of get fueled by like the good things that happen. But what do you, how do you take those hard, difficult times or what would maybe be an experience or something that has come your way that's been challenging that you've decided, okay, how do I get over this? Yeah. I mean, there's been a bunch. I've now been out of college for, oh man, a long, a long time. <laughs> Maybe, maybe eight years. Yeah. Um, so just like actually like putting my my nose to the pavement, like really yeah. like grinding for eight years. And it is constant rejection. And you, I think one of the hardest parts is that you never really know why you're being rejected, mm. why you're not getting the job. Um, and you can ask your agents for feedback. You can say, hey, you know, is there something I could have done better? And sometimes it comes down to, oh, you're too short. Or right. you're too young. <laughs> Things you literally cannot control. Can't control. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like over the period of time that I've been in this industry, I've gotten down to the final two and final three for big shows on Broadway that would have made my career and right. would have changed things around, but that just by the luck of the draw did not go my way. And I think those series of, of you know, unfortunate things lead you to where you are now. Right. And I think one of the biggest struggles that I went through is, you know, going through all these like almosts and then my agents at the time being really big New York agents kind of being like, well, you know, she hasn't booked Broadway yet. It's been a few years. Right. We're, we're going to let you go. Right. And so I got dropped by a very big agency and that to me was one of the hardest mm. parts in my journey so far in this career was feeling like, oh, wow, like now my team that was supposed to be behind me doesn't believe but in me But they don't anymore. have my back. Yes. Right. Um, but ultimately, I'm of the mindset that like, well, I've put this much effort into this career. I've made 
a lot of money. I've been able to support myself. I've been able to be in amazing shows. Like I have to pick myself up by my bootstraps okay. and keep plugging away because this will be all for naught if I right. just kind of let that go. Well, and ultimately you love it. I love it. Right? Like it's one thing when you're sort of feeling down and feeling like things around you aren't going well Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, you know what? Maybe I really don't feel into this as much as I used to. But that to me is sort of the make or break, right? If you really love it, then you're sort of okay with that struggle that comes up and you're okay with not being on top of it all because regardless, you're still having the time of your life. Oh, absolutely. Right? And I feel like I am my healthiest, happiest version when I am in a show. Mm. I am, I don't, and and the thing is we're all going to go through periods of time where we're not working, where we are just auditioning and waiting tables for people that have no idea how talented you are. Totally. And (laughs) and don't know how to talk to servers. That's another big thing, especially. I as well was a server in my day and I understand. I I think think everybody should be. I think everybody should be. Everyone. That will definitely Everyone. be where I tell my children to get their first jobs. Like you Absolutely. need to be a server. Yes. Because, any capacity. Because there's such a turnoff in seeing people talk to wait staff in any disrespect because, oh man, it is a tough job. I feel like that's like right there to me where you can just see all encompassing what type of human being Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is very telling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you're going to go through like these times where that is your job and then you're going to go through times where you feel on top of the world and you're getting a standing ovation. Yeah. And that sort of juxtaposition mm. can be uh, really kind of mind-blowing. Totally. Um, so, yeah, but thankfully like I like got through it and I found myself new agents and I, that really believe in me. Um, and I just kept trucking. So I feel like sort of going through those hurdles is still making things worth it. And the fact that like, I'm now able to pay my rent because like being a performer and that feels awesome. That's a big, big achievement because there are a lot of people that wouldn't even be getting to that place and struggling in whatever type of way they're getting through their industry. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, that feels good. That feels good. I love that. So again, I guess on the flip side of that then, what would you say would be, I mean, you've addressed this a little bit, but what would you say have been some of the most rewarding parts of the opposite side of rejection? What would would be some of the moments or highlights that you would say for yourself personally that Mm. have come to you that have just been like, wow, I can't believe that this is my life? Yeah, I, so kind of what I touched on, it's, Standing there at the end of the show, and and I was talking about this with a friend that I'm in the show with, there's something about applause. It is very silly, but when you see people jump up for you when you come to the end of the stage to take a bow, there's something so heartwarming that like gives me shivers even thinking about it, that it's like, oh wow, they they connected with the story that I was telling. Like, Mm -hmm. that feels amazing. I just entertained them for however long. Yes. And, um, but I will say one of the best moments ever is, so in this particular show in Greece, where I play Rizzo, um, I have the, uh, I think, awesome number of uh, worst things I could do. There are worst things I could do. And um, I remember, I feel like this was maybe three months ago, the last time my parents were visiting. Um, but I was at the end of the song and I caught my dad's no. eye. Nope. And he was nope. <laughs> sobbing oh. like three or four rows back in the center. And that to me was like, oh, okay, this is why I do it. I'm making yeah. my parents so proud right now. Totally. Even though this is not the conventional journey. Right. Um, that's what it's about. Yeah. So, yeah. That is so great. Yeah. And I he's love- not a crier. If you saw him, you'd be like, what? 
but they're like look away look away <laughs> I know that was that was a tough moment to get through but it was one of oh yeah, that is so favorites. beautiful I love yeah. that so okay let's just touch on Greece a little bit here since sure. you're referencing, referencing this now yeah. we just in the last I mean I have seen Greece many times in yeah. the varieties of types of shows from movie to Absolutely. theater to everything mm-hmm. in between um, but my kids saw it for the first time just watching oh. the original Greece wow. um, that we were watching a movie at home and in preparation for coming on this trip because love I was that. like maybe just in case they don't know the story because they are younger like let's watch the story so that you can at least be putting it together because my oldest daughter is musical theater in all capacities that's like her thing so she was very excited that Grease was the show that was coming on so we watched the movie just so they could get the storyline and there was definitely in the original the original is the very I wouldn't say it's necessarily a children's movie to be quite honest so we're like watching this and we're like careful with what they watch but we were like watching with them and we're just explaining Mm -hmm. certain things but Rizzo for one was the character that was like oh she's got some spice to her which I knew but them watching it were like Ooh, you could like see the wheels turning of like what being a bad girl was like (laughs) so how do you feel for yourself I mean, we've only just met, so I don't no. know you. I don't That's know true. you from before, but I would imagine that Rizzo wouldn't maybe be your just from meeting you, mm-hmm. your natural character that, in life. <laughs> That's it's funny you say that. A lot of people have been like, "I don't get it. You're so nice, but you're so mean on stage." It's like, yeah, it's because I'm really good at what I do. Exactly. Yeah. You just you just gotta you gotta you gotta act. So yeah. was Rizzo? I mean, so you you accepted the part of Rizzo. Do mm-hmm. you feel like there's things about her character that you can relate to? Totally. I think at the end of the day, Rizzo to me is not just a mean girl. It stems from such deeper stuff and she is just insecure and battling a lot of demons. Yeah. Um, and so her walls come up and she's a very guarded person. And so I think that can read as mean. Yep. Um, but where it all stems from is like a very, it's like a very human mm-hmm. place. Um, and I think we all have a little Rizzo in us. Agreed. And me probably uh, a little more than others sometimes, you know, on a good and bad day. I'm a Gemini, so I have... So am I. No way. I love <laughs> That's that. That's why we're connecting. I, I think so. But it's just to have that dual personality. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I do really, I love her and I love playing her. And I think... Because I'm used to being, you know, especially working on a cruise ship, you have to have your game face on all the time, mm-hmm. living where you work. Um, you, like, I can't, you know, walk to the restaurant or to go have breakfast and be in a bad mood. Right. Because people might recognize me from the show. Yeah. So, my, like, my smile is on. If people want to talk to me, I will talk to them until the cows come home because that's, that's right. part of the gig. Yep. Um, and so I think being able to play Rizzo and let out a little bit of aggression and um, sort of, uh, you know, negativity that I don't wear on my sleeve, mm-hmm. there's something almost therapeutic about it that it's like, okay, like now I get to kind of like really sink into a, a bad, like edgy role. Um, and it feels good. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. It's really fun. I love that. That's great. Well, and I feel too that her character probably out of any has sort of the biggest transformation yes. throughout the performance. Totally. She yeah. has, she, we will say has, we always make jokes that like Rizzo is one of the only character that characters that actually goes through an arc that mm. actually changes from beginning to end. Sure. Sandy you know, puts on the new outfit and it's yep. a hot and They're trying to girl. meld their worlds. Exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> but Rizzo is the one that you actually see her go from 
cold, hard woman mm-hmm. to softening up and to, like, you see her vulnerable side. Yeah, like, you just see the walls coming down. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's why she's been so fun to play, and it's part of the reason I can't really let this part go. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the first one on the ship four years ago now, and every time they ask me to come back and do a fill, I jump at the opportunity because she is one of my favorite roles that I've ever played. I love that. Yeah. Well, and so cool to be pl- doing such an iconic show, yes, hey? totally. <laughs> like, there's probably not a human on Earth that hasn't at least heard of Grease. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's very fun, too, having an audience that, like, sometimes sings along so, yeah. and, and loves every number that's coming next. And well, it kind of spans all fun. ages, right? Because it's oh, such yeah. an old show. So, like, really every single person on here probably has seen it. Oh, totally. Some, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's sort of a perfect show for a cruise ship mm-hmm. too because yeah. there are so many families but there are also a lot of uh, seniors. Yeah. So it's it's a perfect show for like everyone. Yeah, like I the think. sing-alongs would be epic. I exactly. can't wait. We are coming in a few days and cannot wait uh, to watch the performance. I'm so excited. <laughs> Love There is so much uncertainty in the world right now, and while gathering and coming together needs to take extra precautions, and in a lot of cases, a temporary hiatus right now, this doesn't mean that we still can't connect in unique ways to keep our relationships and connections strong. If you are on the lookout for a creative way to cheer up a friend, show your significant other, bestie, co-workers, and special people in your life that you care, I've curated adorable, delicious, and unique candy grazing boxes for you to ship out. A beautiful, delectable candy grazing box can be shipped right to your door or as a surprise to a friend's door on your behalf. Free delivery in Saskatoon and shipping available across Canada. And because we could all use a little more joy right now, you can get an exclusive code to receive 15% off by typing CELEBRATE15 at checkout. You can click right from your home at CelebratingSimpleLife.com and use the code CELEBRATE15 because today is a great day to celebrate. The cruise ship even mm-hmm. this is just a portion of your life this yeah. is not all of you what would you say in just living your day-to-day in New York like what types of things when you're not auditioning and you're mm-hmm. just living your life what would be the types of things that you do that inspires you that makes you feel your best self when you're not mm-hmm. in shows totally um it can be tough in New York uh because especially the last uh couple years that I was there I was, you know, auditioning every day, working multiple, uh, three jobs, I Mm. think, and just, like, trying to get by to pay rent. So I found that, like, a little bit of my, um, my inspiration was sort of wavering. And I found what, like, kept me going was I also, I love to write. Mm. Um, And so I've written a lot of, um, like, short films and like web series ideas and I have a friend actually that I met on cruise ships uh, that now goes to Columbia for film that wants to like produce everything so I think sitting down and like writing because also New York is so crazy that you end up having having such crazy experiences there (laughs) that you just can't make up yeah Um, so writing stuff down and I I meditate a lot um, Mm -hmm. and I find that really clearing my head and then being able to sit down and be creative, um, that keeps me going. It's just like another expression of creativity, which exactly. is also your acting career, yes. but different. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's so important, especially if there's a period of time where the shows aren't coming, where you're not booking, where you are just working your serving gig and feeling like a waitress, mm-hmm. like that is your job. Um, I think it's so important to 
find other areas to be creative to like get that out so you can still feel feel artistic yes and you can still feel excited when you do get an audition to be creative and to like really delve into the character and I just think being creative on your own time in other ways is the most important part I love that yeah I love that gotta write that's that's my that's so thing. great yeah. well perhaps we will see some of your films coming hey, to light who knows who knows <laughs> way mean, up in Canada <laughs> yeah I mean hey you never know right yeah yeah well, Toronto Film Festival that's like close to New it's York true. yeah it's very close so who yeah. knows it's all it's all a hobby right now yeah essentially but it's I think it's been really But it's neat to see how it kind of connects with the rest of your world, yeah. too, right? Because it's a similar type of thing, just a different process and a different way of bringing Absolutely. your creativity to light. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Cool, so I always, to not to wrap up the interview, but I always like to ask a few questions mm-hmm. about, and this is going to be a funny one, because your normal day-to-day life is going to be very not normal yeah. living on a cruise ship. So maybe right. I'm going to ask these to you in double capacity. Like, okay. How do you... How do you wake up and start your day on the cruise ship mm-hmm. and what would be your or do you try to keep things consistent with yeah. waking up New York City waking up on a cruise ship I mean we're on vacation here but this is like your job so maybe yeah. it feels different so what would be your like way to that you normally start the day do you keep routine while you're on cruise ship or yeah. is it like every day is different I so every day is different I mean because we are at work we might have to wake up one morning for an all crew drill where, you know, we have to go to our lifeboats and, right. and make sure that, you know, everyone's safe. Yes. Um, or we, this particular contract, we've had a lot of replacements come in and out. We've had a lot of injuries. Um, so we might have to all of a sudden get a call at, you know, 9 a.m. We have to go into rehearsal because we have to, you know, reorganize the right. show. Um but one thing that I do try to do is I wake up and I, I have an app on my phone where a meditation app. Cool. Um, so I love to start the day with like just like a anywhere from like two to six minute meditation mm-hmm. just to like start the day off on the right yep. foot. Um, and then I try to steam. I have like a vocal steamer because. Interesting. Yeah. The How does air that here work? is so thick. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, so it's just like a Vicks personal, like you put a little like my yeah. water bottle in there and then yeah. it just, it steams you and then you, you breathe it in. Yep. Um, the air conditioning here is so intense. Yes. Um, and it's really drying and that is something that I found is so different on ships than on land. Right. Um, cause you're just constantly breathing recycled air. Yeah. Um, and that's not always best for your vocal cords. No. So that's the way that I like to start the day. It's like a little mini meditation and some steaming and then. That is so interesting. So my daughter, I was telling you, that Mm -hmm. has um, into the musical theater, into all of that, she has cystic fibrosis. Oh, wow. So she has respiratory um, Mm -hmm. illness. And so singing is actually very good for her because it's a very good respiratory activity, right? And so she does a lot of nebulized um, medications through a nebulizer that aren't specific just for your vocal cords. They're meant to clear out her lungs. But nonetheless... I think that's been like a huge benefit to her singing because she's Absolutely. doing that twice a day for hours a day. She's doing yes. these therapies and these treatments and saline mm. and things that are just like that keeping your body so clear. Good. Yeah. So that's it's like so good. she wishes she didn't have to do them. Of we course, wish she didn't have yeah. to do them. But however, I think that's actually been a huge benefit to her singing. 100%. That's so interesting. I've never heard somebody that sings say that they use one of those before. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and honestly, especially on this ship, the entire cast does. Interesting. You should see our, the guy that plays Roger, um, and he's one of the leads in the other shows that we do here. He walks in with his nebulizer 
and like on his face right. for our warm-ups. I am going to tell Cassidy yes. that and she is going to be delighted that she's not the only person that she knows that has to use a nebulizer. No, we all love it. <laughs> okay. We but it, we most people swear by it on ships wow. especially. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So, do you use that when you're in New York? Totally. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it really is a vital part of vocal health, I think. Yeah. Um, huh. But I don't I wouldn't say I use it every morning though. No. I I I more use it for um like if I have an audition coming up yeah. or, or a cabaret that I'm singing in, that's when I'll use it. Yeah. Or if I'm feeling a little under the weather, yeah. just it's a, a perfect little way pop. to. Yeah, yeah, cool. But yeah, definitely different in New York than on the ship. In New York, I, you know, I had probably worked a late shift at the restaurant, so I like You're wake still up sleeping. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like make my coffee and then I watch, you know, Bravo. Yeah. And then go to the gym. Love then, it. Yeah. That was key. That was my next question. Day. Are you a coffee drinker? Oh. Yes, yes, big time. Ship and at home. Yes, yes that's twice good. a day. I had a delicious cappuccino this morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was I love lovely. That. Yeah, they, they make good coffee <laughs> on here. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah, we were up in the restaurant. We hadn't been to that one yet, and they had this full specialty coffee bar, and it was delicious. I love and that. Perfect start. Yeah. It's, Are you a black coffee drinker? I wish. I really, <laughs> really wish, but unfortunately, I like my coffee to taste like dessert. Right. I am Kate, still in yeah, that. You're still, still an infant, infant in the coffee yes, stage. Yes, I'm. I'm like hoping <laughs> that I grow up soon. I really want to love black coffee, right. but I don't. Well, I found that my, it's been, I've probably had like 12 years now since I've put sugar into my coffee. Wow. Um, I weaned myself off of it. When, That's when the amazing. craze started of people like not wanting to eat sugar, like mm-hmm. it used to like, everybody knows sugar's not good, but there right. have been like ebbs and flow of like mm-hmm. crazes of like different things that come up with yeah. like health diets and totally. ideas yes. of what's good and what's not. Obviously sugar has never really made the cut of what's good, but right. nonetheless. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I started adding just a little bit more cream okay. as I eliminated the sugar. And that was the way to like balance it out and like adding just a splash more cream to take down the sugar until mm. it was like just some cream in the yeah. coffee, no sugar. And then eventually we out the cream. cream. <sighs> and now it's like not even a treat for me to drink. Like even if I was like, mm. I'm going to treat myself to like right. a Starbucks caramel macchiato with yeah. extra pumps of, right. yes. <laughs> I'm like, nope, don't even wish for it. <sighs> it's like tastes not good in my mouth. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. until so I'm there. There's a little there. tip for you. Just a little down. However, you probably try to not drink very much milk on your on your singing days, maybe. It's true. Well, I, yeah, I don't drink any, like, real milk. Yes. But thankfully, they have put all some fo- the alternatives. Yes, yes. They put some almond, almond, something yes. in there. Exactly. <laughs> that was exactly. that was my, my thing, and it totally worked and got the okay. sugar fully out. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I will definitely. Yeah, slow, slow and steady. Yes, I will consider that <laughs> soon. Um, so what is something that day to day, whether you're at home or on the cruise ship that you like always carry with you besides your nebulizer? Besides <laughs> my nebulizer. Absolutely. Um, well, it sounds a little silly, but hand sanitizer, oh. I am a germaphobe, mm-hmm. um, and I'm so, uh, intense about not getting sick, especially like you never know when See, an audition is going to I knew we were going to have lots in common. Yes. That's exactly it. And I have been beyond pleasantly surprised as to how serious business Royal Caribbean yes. takes sickness. Mm-hmm. Everything's been going on in the news I know. and things it's coming crazy. up and we've yes. been a little bit nervous about, mm-hmm. especially having a child that has a chronic illness, of like course, taking yeah. her on a, we travel a lot, but yeah. there was something about being on a ship and again, the circulated air and all yes. of that, which is different than when you're like somewhere else that you're not with the same body exactly. for this period yes. of time that yes. I was like, okay, I'm just going to out of sight, out of mind this because yeah. we need to just live our lives and not mm-hmm. live in a bubble. But they've been amazing here. Oh yeah. It's incredible. I think if more of these 
serious implicate like implementations mm-hmm. came into schools and public yeah. facilities where you like can't eat until you've washed your hands right. like what a concept what right a i think concept. so many people would be less sick I in know. the real world i know i think it's amazing but then it, yeah it kind of stinks when you go back to new york and it's like ah there's you don't have a hand sanitizer thing totally where's your every... station yeah. exactly exactly so that that is why i have hand sanitizer with yeah. me all the time especially in new york new york is so gross right um, yeah the subways the like oh. just walking down the street like everything's gross yeah so smart smart yeah smart. i make sure i'm always <laughs> always prepared always prepared <laughs> disinfecting myself i love that um so what would you say is one you talked about your meditation already mm-hmm. but what would be something that you do for self-care mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of talk about self-care recently yeah. and that can be like a million and one different things to different yeah. people it doesn't have to be the yeah. same thing but what is something that you do I would imagine especially in living the life that you do where you kind of feel like you have two lives sometimes yeah. coming back and forth that you do for self-care what's something that you enjoy doing mm-hmm. or something that you do besides your meditation that's just for yourself that makes you yeah. feel more like you and invigorated even in the hard times yeah, so I mean, I guess a couple different things come to mind. Um, one thing that I do a lot here, especially, is so I bought myself a little um, Bluetooth speaker oh, yeah. for my room, for my cabin, mm-hmm. um, and I make a playlist of some of like my favorite songs that just like make me feel good. And I will sit by myself and just listen to good music. Um, that is one thing that I love doing. I might throw in, I know this is like classic self care, but <laughs> I might do a face mask while I'm doing that. I have like a little like poor sucker that gets all the love dirt out of my that. face. Like, and I just like treat myself to like a good day. Yeah. Um, when I'm back in the city, my self care routines though focus a little bit more on exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I love group fitness. I do like Barry's boot camp, which is like a running yep. or soul cycle yeah. or uh, Zumba even. I just really love being around other people and working out. Um, or I just take really long walks. I think it's so important to like move your body. Whereas here, when I'm doing the hand jive a million times a week, I the gym is a little less of a priority right. because I'm already burning so many yes. calories that I yes. don't feel like I need to go totally. as much. Um, but yeah, so I think definitely like music and like the classic self-care stuff, but also working out for me, like getting cardio, mm-hmm. getting those endorphins, that to me is vital for, for my mental That's health. That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, and I feel like it's so simple. I feel sometimes when you're like not feeling good mm. and you're in your head about it or not yeah. sure how to get out of the funk that you're in for mm. whatever reason that might be, yeah. that it's some, sometimes something so small, like listening to music is not something that anybody can't do like anybody can do that anybody can throw on a little face mask but sometimes I think I don't know busyness of life or other things you're just like oh I shouldn't bother taking time for that like it's not important when something so small can actually make such a huge difference to your day and it it is important I think and then it's even you know if I can't sleep here it's like well maybe I just need to go for one walk around the jogging track Mm -hmm. and just you know like get get my my breath you know moving through my body a little bit and then I can fall asleep after like it's it's so it's so um it doesn't feel like it would be a big deal like just you know taking a a lap around the jogging track it's not even half a mile yeah but there's something so important about just like moving your body and 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 taking that time for yourself listening to yourself right like just listening to what it is that you need you sometimes don't know why you're not feeling right or you're exactly. off or whatever, but just yeah. listening to yourself rather than thinking you should be doing certain things or not doing certain things. Right. Hey, yeah. yeah, it's so true. 
Water too. Ah. Uh, water is so people don't realize how important water is. You're when you like get a headache or something. Like there, I, I feel like I heard once that there are three things that you could need if you have a headache. It's either sleep, water, or food. Yeah. Um. And water so often like just makes me feel so much. Yeah. Or you better. think back, you're like, when was the last glass of drink? I find exactly. when I'm off routine, like even on holidays yeah. here now on the cruise. Mm-hmm. Definitely have not been drinking enough water, right. even though it's so nice and warm here and at home it is less so than desirable. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. um, but yeah, I haven't been drinking enough. But when I'm at home and I'm sitting in my home office and I'm mm-hmm. have my normal routine for my day, I yeah. almost always drink enough water because yeah. it's just part of my habit. But here you're like off your routine and things are exactly. different. I'm like, did I even drink like one little right. bottle of water all day? Totally. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. I love that. Um, so finally, if you could leave one piece of advice for somebody listening who is thinking about dreaming of doing something or doesn't have to be in the acting and entertainment industry, Mm -hmm. but just something that they're putting their mind to and dreaming of it, but trying to just not let the self doubt get in the way of actually saying, yes, I can do this and really going for it. What would be a piece of advice that you would leave my listeners today? I think, I mean, it's, it's kind of twofold, but the most important part for me would be to just, and this is going to sound a little cheesy, but it is the truth. Like never give up. There is, there are going to be so many roadblocks and so many ups and downs and good days and bad days. And I'm just, I've always been of the mind that like, if I never stop trying, if I am, you know, I still auditioning and still trying to you know be an actress when I'm 80 Mm -hmm. it's going to happen eventually Mm -hmm. like it will work out if you never stop trying if you never give up kind of the kind of the what you put into it and if again you're passionate about it and you enjoy it like the journey is sort of half the piece right like it's not just about getting somewhere because then what exactly you book a job when you're 25 and right. then you've hit it and that's the end and then right no exactly <laughs> well and I have so many friends that books Broadway right out of college and that's amazing I am so happy for them but I remember them saying yeah you know what it's just another job mm. and for me I think because I've just been on this wacky journey of rejection and getting really close and then not working for a long time and then working for you know straight for years I feel like it's gonna taste so much sweeter Mm. once it actually does happen and I can see for myself that is it is in fact just a job yeah Um, so I think yeah that's part of what makes this all worth it Mm -hmm. is that it was really hard and it's crazy and nothing good comes when it's easy exactly so yeah, <laughs> that's, that's amazing I love that well we are so excited to see you in yeah. the show in a few days thank awesome. you so much for sitting down with me I appreciate you taking the time and this has yeah. been so fun so fun cruising and chatting and hearing yes. about your world yeah it's, it's a crazy world but but it's really really fun amazing well I will tag um, your Instagram in the awesome. show notes so people can follow along on your journey and Royal Caribbean Aww. and all the shows coming up and thank you so much for meeting with me today. Thank you. So good to meet you.
This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life on Apple Podcasts or download and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show, and if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to celebrating Simple Life.